Hello and welcome to the Art of Spiritual Sleep. I am so excited to be here today. My name is Wendy Rosenthal and I am joined by my co-host, Kabbalistic Sleep and Dream Expert Beyond Extraordinaire, Mordecai Ballas. <laughs> hey Mordecai, how are you? I'm great, Wendy. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. Like I said, super excited to be here today. This is the end of our eighth series, if you can believe that. I am amazed. We have a lot more to come coming up, which I'll share with you at the end of this episode. And if you are new to The Art of Spiritual Sleep, welcome. We're so happy you're here. The Art of Spiritual Sleep is a podcast where we explore the power, um, the energy, and the, the divinity, the divineness of our sleep and dreams um, through the ancient wisdom of Kabbalah. Mordecai gives us amazing insights and he caps it off at the end of the episode with two fantastic features. The first of which is called something, ah, the language of dreams, where we talk about a sleep symbol of the week. And so you can learn how to interpret your own dreams and maybe those of others. Also, we have something to sleep on, which is where Mordecai shares exercises and uh, practices, meditations, workshops, lots of things you can do to really practically improve your sleep and dreams as well. Today's episode is called Holy Sleep, and that's holy with a W-H, not just an H. So I'm excited to dive right in. Mordecai, tell us about yes. Holy Sleep. So uh, we, we're going to start using, starting from today, and maybe you're familiar with it, but we'll be able to start to use the energy of the Kohanim, or the Kohen uh, singular, which is the energy of uh, Aaron, the brother of uh, Moses. So we'll be able to receive and use this energy to uh, improve our sleep and to improve our dreams. Uh, maybe we owe it uh, to our listeners and uh, viewers, maybe to explain what is a Kohen, what is what is a priest uh, well, when it comes to the question. wisdom of Kabbalah. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my first question because, you know, if you don't know who Aaron is, you may not. But also, you know, what is special about a, a priest in this case, you know, many people engage with priests and pastors and ministers and rabbis and all sorts of um, people who are, you know, who are helping us connect to the creative force of the universe. So what makes a Cohen special? Yeah, so it's ra rather than a title or um, a role that the, an individual is playing today as a priest, as a, as a pastor, as a rabbi, we're looking more into energy carrying, hmm. a carrier or a chariot for a certain energy. Um, so, so a Kohen, by definition, is a direct uh, descendant of Aaron, uh, Aaron the first priest, who is the brother of uh, Moses. Aaron was originally born into uh, an energy uh, called the left column in Kabbalah. Left column represents a desire to receive, uh, fighting for what we believe in, uh, speaking our mind, growing our desire. And he was successful in elevating 
uh, his starting point, which many of us might say, you know, many times throughout our lives, you know, this is who I am. Uh, what do you want me to do? I'm working on myself to change, uh, improving myself. He completely transformed his nature hmm. from the energy of the built-in receiving, the built-in desire, to a place of complete, pure energy of sharing. So he and also energy of peace. So he would go. That's represented by the energy of the right column in in Kabbalah. So he would go. He would start his day running after opportunities to bring peace between different people and to bring people to people to their internal peace. So, uh, for example, people would, and when you seek opportunities in life for a certain thing, so the force of creation gives you those opportunities. So in a way, he used his desire to uh, to connect to the right column, to connect to the energy mm -hmm. of sharing. So um, he would start his day by looking for opportunities to bring peace between people, to bring harmony. Um, so let's say if there was a couple that was having an argument and back then they were in the desert, so it's like, there's no much, <laughs> there's no much, there's, there's no, no too many places you can go. I mean, uh, what are you going to do, right? You're going to move to another tent? It's like, uh, or you're going to walk away from the camp? What are you going to do, right? So um, he would go, let's say, to the husband and he would say, um, you know, your wife loves you very much. She really wants uh, to walk this out. And he would go to the wife and says, say the same thing about the husband. So he would get, create like a rendezvous meeting and that they can come together and he was already building the momentum so by the time they already meet so much space was already removed mm. by Aaron and he would do this between friends uh, um, and, and uh, colleagues and any any way that he can uh, generate that uh, that energy from the moment he woke up he was connected to the energy of, uh, of peace. I have to say, just as a side note, on a personal note, that I had the privilege, for some reason, I'm not sure what's the reason, um, I have a guess, but I, have a, uh, I had a merit to be twice at the place, at the resting place of Aaron, which is... Uh, uh, somewhere in uh, Jordan, actually more like into Petra. Um, wow. it, it's quite a journey uh, from Amman, the capital of Jordan. It's uh, seven hours each side, uh, including um, uh, going on uh, jeeps, on a carriage with horses, uh, wow. climbing a mountain for like 50 minutes if you're in good shape. And if you're not, you need to take a donkey, which is almost like, a, it seems like a suicide mission. <laughs> and, but that's one way. And you could feel, when you get in there, you could feel the energy of love. You just feel the energy of love. On the, on, it's a mountain on the top of a mountain. And I remember the first time I came there, 
uh, it was during the month of May, and uh, there's a station below the mountain of a, of a person from the Jordanian army, just to guard the place for some reason. Right. And he said he has never seen anything like this in the month of May, in all the years of his service, that there were clouds hovering above the resting place of Aaron. It's in the middle of the desert, right? And it started to rain when, when we got there to the top. Wow. And when we finished our visit, the rain stopped. He said, this never happens in the month of May. That's and that was the first time. The second time, we, th this is desert, right? There's no reception, nothing. We got full reception to do a video conference with Karen, our teacher with Karen Berg and with Michael Berg from there. And the moment we finished the connection, which was like 20 minutes of reading from the Zohar and, and I came with a group of people, the connection dropped when we finished everything. That's so incredible. you could feel the energy of his support. And he, he made so much of an impact in history that until today, if you are a direct descendant of Aaron, if you're going for a DNA test, there is an imprint of the energy of priesthood is the DNA. There's an imprint in the DNA, uh, the, the imprint of uh, mercy, of kindness, of peace. Well, I've heard that. I've heard people can have a DNA test to see if, I mean, that, that I mean, even scientifically, that it's not just, and it's not just the energetic imprint, it's actually a physical, like, aspect of the gene that is unique to those people who are yeah. descendants. So scientifically, it, it's, it's been proven interestingly. Can I ask a question? So yeah. Aaron, Aaron also, in my understanding is like was a channel, right? He was the, the person that would go and connect, you know, at in certain windows of time for the whole community right connect with right. the creative force so is that also a part of it that there is a special connection not just the the energy of peace but is there are they able or was Aaron able and his descendants able to connect in a more seamless way with the metaphysical world or is that just the the mechanism by which the peaceful so, so these, these people, right, the descendants, they are naturally uh, more elevated. Actually, one of my friends is a, is a descendant. It has to be from the father's side. Like, you have to be born to a father that uh, is also a Kohen. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting. I always think from the Kohanim, from the priests that I know, the descendants of Aaron, you feel the energy of kindness. Hmm. My, my friend uh, disagrees with me. He says that it's actually more of like, uh, it, it might look like it, but they are more judgmental. But um, until today, Aaron's descendants, they're continuing the work that Aaron did in the desert, like you mentioned. Maybe not, I mean, there wasn't, there isn't right now like a tabernacle or a temple. 
that the priests are serving in, but until today they were given the gift from the force of creation uh, to do specific connections that are available for us uh, to connect to prosperity, uh, to getting our prayers answered, um, prosperity, abundance, and drawing energy of healing and miracles. Uh, okay. It's called the blessing of the Kohanim, the, uh, the Birkat Kohanim. And um, if you have joined us in one or another of the connections of the center, of the Kabbalah center, usually uh, it's a morning connection. Uh, so uh, many times if there is a Kohen, if there is a priest, so they do this uh, special blessing the energy is so strong that it's important also to cover your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so because so you can get the energy in a balanced way. So so recently in one of our episodes we talked about this blessing as how you know and and a and an additional section that you can right. read to better your dreams. So we have talked right. about it recently. So hopefully some of right. our listeners That's may right. have tried it out. Right. So these are there are three lines of blessings that they say, and behind the scenes of those three lines, there's a secret sequence of 21 letters um, in Torah that one can meditate when the Kohanim are saying their connection. You can easily connect to that blessing, as we mentioned in that episode, uh, just by connecting to the live stream, you know, coming to... Uh, this, the Kabbalah Center uh, nearby you, if uh, there is one nearby you, uh, to attend that, uh, that morning connection. And we can use it, even, if though, even though we are not, let's say, a Kohen, a priest, we can use it before we go to sleep. So, so the Kabbalist gave us this amazing tool to use it, even if we are not a direct descendant of Aaron, to use it to improve our sleep and dreams. Okay, so that I, you, you kind of begged my question is now that we've learned about Aaron and kind of the descendants and what the energy of the Kohanim means, how, what does that got to do with my sleep and dreams? Right, what if I'm not a Kohen, right? Or not a Kohen, but what do I mean, forget even that. It's like, even if you are a Kohen, why is it important for sleep and dreams? Right, so um, a lot of people, by the way, ask this question, how is this even relevant? So the Kabbalists, when they created the, um, uh, the set of connections before going to sleep, they knew that even uh, if an individual doesn't carry the spiritual DNA, the imprint of Aaron, they can still use it um, to bring positive energy to their lives, and especially our sleep. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times I experience it personally, and of course, with the different people that I work with, that you see your life improving, your quality of life improving, uh, when uh, your sleep is improving. Now, the reality check is that, uh, as far as I understand, sleep problems, which, by the way, many people are not even aware that they have sleep problems. Mm -hmm. They think they're sleeping okay. But there the, the might be a problem with the breathing, 
heaven forbid, or God knows, you know, there's so many things, right? But on top of this, I, I understand that it's even, it's the, the worst challenge. Sleep is the worst challenge, even more than, uh, than back problems, hmm. which are known to be very common. So sleep is like pretty much number one uh, challenge. And because there's so many challenges around sleep, I mean, think about it. There has to be so many ingredients coming into place. I was speaking to one of my colleagues that had a dream on Sunday. Um, and he said, you know, I wasn't sleeping well. He kept on giving me like, the, you know, there's so many ingredients. Right. Right? That so many um, things that are important to this equation. So you will be able to sleep amazingly. Right? So we need every single tool that we can use to really improve our sleep and improve our dreams. And as a result, our decision making will be more powerful. Our well-being, our health, mm -hmm. our longevity, everything. There's so many things that are connected um, to sleep. So the Kabbalists have given us using those three lines. And if you know also the 21 letters, that are so-called hiding behind those three uh, sentences, three verses, uh, you can say those and you can also visualize uh, and feel and experience it. And that's how it's going to work. And um, when we go to sleep, our soul is carrying those blessings because it's one of the last things you have done before you went to sleep. So our soul is carrying those blessings uh, really to uh, the upper worlds. And uh, you can visualize it, right? You can really see it. Wow, it's like my soul is capturing now the energy of the Kohanim, which is very simple to use. I mean, it's three lines, very easy, very short, relatively. Yeah, it's all relatively. But you can meditate on those 21 letters as you're saying it and you can enhance and manifest those three lines. And don't believe me, the proof is in the pudding, you know? You just gotta do it and see for yourself the difference. So what, you're, what I'm understanding you're saying is that by saying that and you're carrying the blessing, your soul carries the blessing with it. What, so I'm, I'm kind of getting technical, but I'm curious, like, what does that mean? It carries the blessing with it to where it's going. Does that mean because it has the blessing, you get more energy or like what's, because you've given us so many tools. So, Why so is here's that the thing. important? Right. Let's say right now we, we're having this episode. We are broadcasting this episode. And while we might be aware or as you guys are listening to it or watching it, what's happening now and with everything that happens to you throughout the day, your soul receives an imprint of that experience. That's why the Kabbalists also teach, uh, let's say if there's an accident, it's better not to watch. We already spoke about it in an episode about the eyes, because it's an imprint. It's good to look at good things, right? It's good to listen to good things. Everything from what you hear, listen, watch, touch, or uh, say, everything has an imprint on your soul. So, when you 
say the blessing of the Kohanim before you go to sleep, you are creating another imprint on your soul. And that imprint has the, the energy that goes back 3,400 years ago, as this was given to Aaron. It's like literally Aaron comes to us, to each and every one of us that is saying it, and he's saying it together with us. So it gives our soul a boost to retrieve, to draw, and to manifest our goals. I mean, it's so powerful. And our goals can be divided to those three lines. One is to get our prayers answered. Whatever it is, is your goal. Mm-hmm. Financial, emotional, physical. Uh, the second line is related to our prosperity and abundance. So you can... Um, Maybe, maybe the first line is more like spiritual goals or spiritual transformation, right? But you can include within it also the second line because the first line kind of like includes the other two lines because you can ask for anything in the first line. And in the second line, you focus more on the financial, the abundance, growing your desire, growing your excitement, growing your uh, capacity to be a channel for great abundance to the world, to your life. And the last line is the line for experiencing miracles, miracles throughout the day, abundance of miracles and healing. So the third line represents two aspects, miracles and healing. So you're giving your soul the permission, okay, this is your imprint, now you're going to go and retrieve I'm almost going to say go fetch, right? (laughs) Now you're going to go and retrieve I don't know how to solve this. Hmm. I don't know how to get out of this situation. I don't know where the money will come from. I don't know where the communication, a better communication, a better connection to the force of creation, a better connection with my spouse, a, a solution to a situation at work, you name it, or even a medical situation that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, even the doctor doesn't know, or the, mm-hmm. the therapist, or whoever that might be. I'm sending my soul to retrieve not only the solution, but to be empowered to solve this using those three lines, three verses, while I'm asleep, because then it's limitless, using the power of Aaron. Yeah, I think that that's... To manifest those blessings. That's so helpful, Mordecai, and I think you hit on a a key note that I was going to ask about, and that is, you know, if because you were saying people say this during the day, um, so why is it a bigger impact at night when you're sleep or when you're sleeping? And that's because your soul is limitless, and that that almost sounds like it gives it that extra energy boost to say it before you go to sleep that you couldn't get during your awakened day. And it's interesting because. Um... The energy of Aaron, the energy of the Kohen, the priest, is mostly activated during the day. Hmm. There's a reason, because the day is related with the energy of sharing, kindness, mercy. That's the energy of the morning. So, and here we are, we're saying it at night, right? So it's outside of the box, but the Kabbalists saw that it's so powerful, that even if you're doing it during the night, it's going to create a great effect. And besides, by the way, this is a side note, right? 
every time there's a night somewhere, there's also a day somewhere else. Mm. So you can connect with the energy of the day somewhere else in the world while you're saying it. So you get to enjoy from both worlds. I, I love it. It's, sound, it's very powerful. And now is there, you mentioned having to cover your eyes when um, you say it in that morning connection, when you're saying it at night, is that something you must do? No, there's no need for it because um, uh, you're not experiencing the full uh, experience of the Kohen. It's like a microdosing of the <laughs> of the of the energy of the Kohen, right? So it's not harmful. It's powerful, and you can still benefit from it. And you're basically saying to your soul, using those three verses, I want you to take care of my prosperity. I want you to take care of my health. I want or someone else's health. I want you to take care and figure out what am I supposed to say in that conversation? What am I supposed to say in, in that situation with that individual in that relationship? And you'll be amazed what comes up. How many people do we know, including, by the way, famous situations on the people that dreamt about the solution, mm. not dreamt while they are awake. This is my dream. Dreamt, went to sleep and came up with a solution. But with this, we elevate whoever listens or watches this episode to a place that everyone can receive more guidance and even more than that, retrieve solutions and have our soul do spiritual work while we are asleep. Well, I think that's amazing. I, I love it. And I love too that by even you saying it, like you're saying, you're not only helping yourself, but you might be helping somebody whose daytime is someplace else. Like it's, it's like a, it's like a spiritual sea rising. If you're doing it, everybody's boat rises, which empowers yeah. it. Even and, more. and those three verses, they carry the DNA sequence of the priest. Hmm. It's one of the most powerful Kabbalistic meditations that exist. The Kabbalists, by the way, even use it uh, once a year on uh, Rosh Hashanah, the new Kabbalistic year, to completely uh, transform the whole year, upgrade the whole year using those uh, well, using those. Uh, don't you use the, it when, uh, when you're giving a name to an, a newborn child? Like whenever there's everything, everything, there's limitless, of, limitless. Yeah, so powerful. I love it. It's a great way to end our eighth season on the, one of the most powerful Amazing. meditations in the universe. So thank you so much for that, Mordecai. And so uh, the, let's talk the language of dreams. What yes. So, um, yeah, so we're talking about something that uh, it's very interesting. People are experiencing this. Um, you'll be surprised how often and it's, it's about wounds, uh, someone having wounds in the dreams, uh, one wound or being wounded or like uh, wounds on the skin. And um, 
It's very interesting because the Kohen was also, is also known for the gift of healing. So the Kohen back then used to support people in uh, healing uh, from leprosy and uh, other uh, different skin diseases. And also, um, even if the house had mold, the Kohen could see it before it even looked, shows up physically. Mm. The Kohen could heal the spiritual mold, even before it manifests in a physical way. So uh, that's the wound in the house. So wounds, they symbolize, they represent uh, challenges, difficulties. Because what is a wound? It's a, a, a place, if we look in physically, right, on the skin, it's a place that the skin is not whole, mm -hmm. it's not complete, it's not perfectly aligned. So the wounds in the dream represent difficulties, even danger at certain times, and fears that are uh, in our system. So uh, obviously, if you dream that you are wounded, and then you dream that the wounds are healing, or uh, you dream that you become uh, better, it means that you are receiving the support to overcome the challenge, to overcome the danger, uh, to overcome the difficulties. Having said that, it's also important when we have a, a dream about wounds, first of all, to do a dream interpretation because it might be very specific. Uh, that's one thing. And the second thing, we want to be more mindful if we have a dream about wounds, assuming that the individual doesn't have wounds or nothing relatively happening lately that uh, is concerning them and therefore they had the dream about it. Uh, but you want to be more, the individual wants to be more mindful, meaning not to put the individual at risk more than they need to, let's say if they plan in a certain trip, that might involve a certain risk, certain danger, or certain uh, business maneuver they're planning, or you want to be very mindful, because this can be a warning sign uh, on the risks and dangers you, you, the individual is not aware of. So a couple questions. One, is it a wound that has to be like a like an open wound where your skin is slit, or can it, could it be a bruise? Like the wound be a bruise. The bruise is more, um, it's more subtle than the open wound. And by the way, there are some people that dream about an internal wound, which shows you that it's even a deeper, uh, a deeper risk, a deeper danger, a deeper difficulty, something in the depth of your soul, in the depth of your consciousness, that you want to do uh, some powerful internal work, uh, which we offer in the Kabbalah Center. And there's different avenues that you can seek on top of it, on top of it, like um, even hypnotherapy or past life regression. Yeah. Uh, things that you really want to be able to go deeper, deeper, deeper inside, 
and to find if it's an internal wound that the individual dreams about. Okay. And my second it question... It requires a more a deeper work. It's probably not going to be like, oh, okay, now I know what it means. Okay. You have to really like uh, go deeper and, and search. And whatever you find instantly with the deeper, with an internal wound, is just what you see on the surface. There's much more depth uh, to it. Okay. And obviously, I assume that where the wound is also impacts. So if you have a wound on your face or wound on your body or your hand or your leg or arm. Right. That represents the energy. Let's say if it's like right hand, that represents, uh, by the way, if it's multiple wounds, it's also multiple challenges, uh, risks, dangers, difficulties, fears. Uh, but if it's, let's say, on the right hand, it's difficulty related to giving, to sharing, deep belief systems that if I give, if the individual gives, they will have less, ah. and insecurities, and uh, um, like holding on to something. And if it's like left hand, it's related to uh, uh, being able to uh, receive, feeling worthy of receiving. Mm. Um, ramping up our desire, like the uh, confronting, not confronting, mm -hmm. avoiding confrontation, confronting in a way that it's really like uh, doesn't come off as a, as the right thing, doesn't come out as the right thing. So um, and uh, throughout the body, there's different, you know, if it's like the reproductive organs, it's related to. Uh, like your your consciousness, what you have in your mind, your level of uh, purity, how you channel your energy, being productive, right? Reproductive no. organs. So, th so there can be for every stomach is very associated with fears, uh, heart is expressing emotions. So it's different things. It depends on. Where, where it is. And so, also if you find someone in the dream that come, you find someone to heal you. So that means that this individual or the energy they represent is going to be your support in this time. Uh, also, what if you start the dream without the wound, but you see the wound? Like, is it different if it, you are in the dream and the wound's already there? Or if you actually are in the situation where the wound occurs. Does that make a difference? So if, the, if the wound occurs in the dream, you didn't have it before in the dream, and then it shows up, it shows that it's upcoming. Okay. It's upcoming. If you're already having it, it means it already started. Oh, interesting. This is like, uh, you know, you're in the situation. Okay. So this definitely sounds like yeah. one that you said you need a dream interpretation for. It's a very powerful... Um, very deep deep message deep wounds <laughs> deep wounds all right mordecai thank you what about something to sleep on this week so uh, very simple we want you to uh, uh, use the blessing of the koanim we're going to give you the blessing of the koanim before you go to sleep and we're going to also give you the 21 uh, letter sequence that is uh, associated with each one of the lines all together 21 letters so you can send your soul on a journey to really manifest more of your blessings. Amazing. And you can find that and all of our archived something to sleep on, 
language of dreams and our shows on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, we are also on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So check us out there. And sometimes we do have links on there as well. So please check that out. And as long as you're there, we would love it if you would share, like, comment, subscribe, because our goal is really to help and empower every single person on this planet to have better sleep and better dreams. Because if all of us were doing that, then the world would certainly be lifted up in a way that yes. we all use, I'm sure. So please make sure you do that and, and tell your friends and family about it. Also, if you're interested in a dream interpretation with Mordecai, you can reach out to him at dreams at Kabbalah.com or even better, visit Kabbalah.com under the guidance section where you can um, input information about your dream. It's a, it's, a, it's a great platform for giving you direction in terms of do you need to come in? Do you need to have a full-on dream interpretation? Can you get one that is maybe shorter? So it's a really dynamic program. We encourage you to go there. If you're interested in a one-on-one -on -one session with Mordecai to help you through any particular um, issue that you might be having with your sleep and or dreams, or for you just to elevate them in a more focused way, you can reach out to, to him at artofspiritualsleep at kabbalah.com and somebody will get back to you. Also, I want to just very excitedly share again yes. with you that starting next week, we will be joined by Kabbalistic astrologer Miriam Ashkenazi, who is amazing. And she is going to be with us for our entire ninth season, talking about each individual sign and how that energy of that sign relates to sleep and dreams. I want you to know, even if it's not a week where we're talking about your sun sign, uh, you will want to tune in because I bet you have friends, uh, family, kids who range the spectrum. And also um, we are impacted by all of the astrological signs in the Zodiac, not just ours. So it will be fascinating Absolutely. and I'm very excited about that. So please make sure you join us again next week. Anyhow, but very excited that she's coming in. All right, Mordecai, thank you so much. Thank you, Wendy, and good night to everyone. Sleep well, sleep tight, sweet dreams, and uh, share with us. Keep on sharing with us your experiences on improving your sleep, improving your dreams. Exactly. Thank you. We'll see you again next week.